Early Brew with good guys, John and Danny. Morning, Danny. You okay? Yeah, morning, John. It's um, what, what day are we on? Tuesday? Tuesday, the, um, it's the 18th. Yeah. Amazing. It's rainy. It's rainy in Stockport today. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, same here in uh, sunny Hesham. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. I'll um, tell you what, though, it's the uh, 100th year anniversary today. It says here, getting stuck into the news. 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment in the United States, which guaranteed American women the right to vote. Right, okay. So 100 years in America, uh, women have been uh, able to vote. Right, okay. To the day it was ratified on this day in, uh, in 1920. That's not long ago, is it 1920? No. It, so that's a, another, that's like it was in this country. So I'm just trying to find the date for women in this country. Right, yeah, yeah. But when you say sort of 1920, that doesn't sound a long time ago, does it? It's crazy when you think about it, really. So that must have been, again, like it was in this country, post-First World War, women had a greater role to play, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Not for as long in the US, because obviously um, they didn't come into the First World War, did they, until 1917. But um, in the UK, there were two laws passed in 1918 and 1928. Right, okay. Um, 1828. Yeah, the American one was preceded by decades of organising and protests. Um, spearheaded by leading figures of US women's suffrage like Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, fancy like uh, having to, you know, organise demonstrations and things to get what we take for granted a, a vote. Yeah, exactly. So, so in, in this country, it was 1918. Mm. All men over 21 as well as over women. Oh, in 1918, all men over 21 as well as women over the age of 30 could vote. Right. Okay. But they had to meet minimum property qualifications. God knows what oh, they were. Right. Then in 1928, all persons over the age of 21 could vote. In 1928? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not long ago, is it? So the first part was like that's the real uh, the class system in action, isn't it? Yeah, you have to have so much property or a certain standing, you know, in inverted commas, in society to be able to vote, which yeah. we now take for granted, don't we? That we can vote, and then people choose whether to vote, don't they? Now, yeah, yeah. ironically, to, to get the vote was hard fought, and how often people don't vote, do they, in an election? Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But that, that whole thing about the class system and stuff is when you see it like that in, in black and white, you know, uh, when people could vote from only if you had certain sort of property titles and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, class system. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just just makes you think think of the uh, the students with their results as well, and you know, it appears that some of the sort of better off schools have yeah. uh, have done better with their A-level results, have been graded more um, generously than some of the uh, schools in the more challenging areas, you know, and yeah, uh, in more deprived areas. Skewed algorithm. I mean, who the hell's come up with that? I tell you what, algorithms, they've got a lot to answer for at the moment, haven't they? Mm. 
keep getting it wrong. All these, um, you know, coronavirus predictions and different things, algorithms, this and that, and now the A-levels and, oh, blimey. So what do you think about the U-turn? So the government made a U-turn with the um, A-level situation and, and they're going to do it on Thursday for GCSEs. Yeah, it's full handbrake U-turn, that one, yeah. full, you know, skin round and... So some people will think, okay, well, at least they made the U-turn and they've changed. Others will think they shouldn't have done it in the first place, should have thought more deeply about it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, what's the, the off-qual um, part of it as well? I mean, what's their sort of responsibility? What what responsibility should they take? I don't really know enough about off-qual really, because they, yeah. they were in charge of regulating yeah. results, I think. Well, they'll probably get the blame, won't they? Because Public Health England are getting the blame for all the policy yeah. issues beginning the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown, aren't they? So an agency's getting all the blame when actually the agency was controlled by the ministers. Who had all- yeah, yeah. So some would say it were very cynical, scapegoats, um, well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, ministers have to take responsibility for things that yeah. they govern over, don't they? Surely. I mean, it's and they used to fall on the sword, didn't they? Ministers. Ministers used to fall on the swords, didn't yeah. they? And, uh, take responsibility. Um, There's been a big change. There's been big shift, hasn't there, in the last couple of years? Say two, three, four years. And like ministers and politicians here and in the US, I think. Like, say, people used to resign on, on points of principle, didn't they? Or if they were found to be wanting in their job, they would they would resign. Yeah. Uh, and that'd be expected, and it would kind of inevitably happen. And now it's kind of, oh, no, that's a complete, you know, disaster. But just crack on. It's all right, you know. It's strange, isn't it? It's a real, real shift, and then laws get passed really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, it seems, at times. But then you've got ministers who did resign, like the Home Secretary, she resigned in a previous job. Mm. Yeah. And then she's rehabilitated back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, yeah. Um, now, I do believe in rehabilitating people, but um, but I don't know. She, she resigned, um, made, you know, massive mistakes. I forget yeah. the mistakes she made. Yeah, and yeah. She's been accused of bullying her staff on a couple of, in a couple of departments. What do you have to do to 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 lose your position in government? Yeah, um, it just it just seems just different political environment, though, doesn't it? On the whole, you know, in that respect, and the way you know ministers kind of conduct themselves, and the way kind of uh, they do or don't take responsibility, all those things seem to have really shifted. I think in the last five years or something, it seems really different. It showed on the news yesterday, even with the U-turn. There was a young lady from uh, 18 from Birkenhead. She had a place in Cambridge. Right. And because of the algorithm, she's now lost that place. She can't go to Cambridge anymore, so she'll go to another uni. But, you know, she, she was from a working-class um, area in Birkenhead. Mm. She was studying in, in Cambridge. But now she's not going. So it's changed her life. The course of her life forever, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. Some, somebody thought it was a good idea. 
and didn't change, they didn't make the U-turn immediately. At least in Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon made the U-turn immediately, didn't she? Yeah, which, could, which makes you think in England, perhaps, you know, you could have seen it coming. You know, they had someone else kind of test the waters, so... Yeah. yeah, it still kind of went on. There was this big debacle, and yeah. But you know, young people are suffering, aren't they? Young people are suffering, and they shouldn't have been suffering. In the same way, you know, free school meals during the summer holidays. It took a football to change that policy. Yeah. yeah. So there could have been one point three million children starving right now in this country because yeah. somebody thought. Good idea, and 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 then they changed at the last minute with with the pressure from a footballer. So should we wheel out a footballer to change policy? Yeah, and then it happened very quickly, didn't it? Again, uh, yeah. that's that takes me by surprise sometimes that these policies and things get changed really quickly. I always in my mind, don't know if it's my memory or whether it's in, inaccurate, but things used to seem to take a long time. Like laws would be past or things like that and different policies yeah. it would take months to kind of debate that but now things are just like oh yeah we'll do that oh no we'll change the minds we're doing this um it's sort of quite i mean in the case of the school meals it's good it's really good that they can do that and now with the with the university the a-level results and things but there's something quite for me quite uh not destabilizing as such but it it's a bit unsettling at times you know it's like, oh we've got to just change the laws change yeah. It seems to me when we're talking about class, many things haven't changed, have they? Mm. So look at the individuals in charge of departments. You know, public school yeah. educators. Um, social mobility has reduced over the last decade, hasn't it? And it was the fault of both governments, mm. of any political persuasion. You know, all governments, they haven't done enough, have they, to increase social mobility? Well, I think that's right. Um, I think that's fair, yeah. yeah. And... It's a strange old situation, isn't it, where we've got, you know, George Orwell quoted, and I can't quote it verbatim, but, you know, this country's run, you know, how the country's run, really, and the class mm. system and, and the people in charge and the status quo, and it's kind of, it's 2020, yeah. and there's a global pandemic, well, there has been, but there is. You know, we need to look at everything, don't we, how things are run and... Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know we, we both have different views, don't we, about the monarchy, for example, the class system. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have a ro- romantic view of the royal family and things like that, the monarchy. Although, yeah. you know, I, I sort of get that I know what the the implications are of that, and the House of Lords have very different views about things like that. But I think the monarchy thing for me is just kind of a like fairy tale romanticism. I have towards it. You know, I know what you mean, and the Queen. It's been like a figurehead, hasn't she, for the country? And when she passes, it'd be a shame, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. once when she passes, then I'd oh, you know, it's not soon. Um, and and she reminds me of my mum, like my mum's generation. And but you know, how many houses do they need to have? How many houses does a monarchy need to kind of? I know it's, it's owned by the country, but you know, mm. yeah. how many assets? God. You know, redistribution of wealth. There are people starving. Homelessness. Um, people who are homeless have been housed, haven't they? In yeah, in hotels and and or, or, or yeah, they were homeless, housed in hotels 
during the coronavirus epi epidemic. And then you've got, it's all changing isn't it, imminently. People that couldn't afford to pay the rent couldn't be evicted that's at right, the height yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Now that's going to change. Yeah. Um, it just just sits uncomfortably with me. Really. Oh, big um, time, yeah, yeah. The haves and the have-nots and... and there's going to be, isn't it, by November, there's going to be millions more people out of work mm. as the furloughs periods ended. And, um, you know, what kind of society do we run and, and are yeah. we part of? Yeah. I think that's like that across the world as well. I'm not, you know, not sort of detracting from what's happening in this country, but I think in the world that that sort of gap between people, you know, you could have you could have someone sleeping in Buckingham Palace and then at the other end of the park there, you know, you've got someone who hasn't got a home to live in, nowhere to sleep for the night. Uh, but And that happens in so many countries, doesn't it? That, that gap between people who have untold, unimaginable wealth mm -hmm. and people who have nowhere to even sleep, no food to eat. I mean, it's, yeah. it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you know, like I say, this, it's 2020. And these things still go on and we get, you know, people who are so desperate about their life situation that they risk their lives and the lives of their kids to come across one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world in, in a little dinghy and things like this, you know. Yeah. Desperation, and that's happening. Yeah. Exactly, that desperate, they just want a new life themselves, don't they? Um, yeah. I mean, how, how, how um, distressed must you be and how frightened must you be in, about your own life? To, to actually get in a little boat like that and risk the life of, of yourself and your your wife or your you know your mother and your, your children, yeah. I mean, blimey, it, it, people don't do that for fun for a holiday, do they? You know what I mean? That's sheer yeah. desperation. Yeah, exactly. Imagine the terror being in the English yeah. Channel, bobbing around. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And, and this is going on. Yeah, you pay thousands to actually get there. To get to France, you pay thousands to be trafficked across um, Europe. Yeah, well, it's you know it's um, quite a serious chat this morning, John, isn't it? But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's um, and going back to the A level, you know, all that debacle. I just like we were talking about just before we start recording. Imagine these universities now, the sheer sort of panic about how they're going to accommodate everyone now that you know. It's less than a week. All the results have been completely changed. Yeah. They've already offered placements to people based on you know, the, the results they had, and now they've got to try and accommodate people. And they're trying. They're, are they going to lift the cap on the number of students they can take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some of that will be transferred online or something. Who knows? But logistical nightmare that is. Well, can you imagine the staff who work in the universities, like the, the human beings who've got to work it all out? Yeah. Who? They're just normally, you know, they're just, you know, they're admin people, aren't they, that are paid yeah. money and they've got their own lives. The extra stress on them. Yeah. So, and I know some people will say, and I wouldn't want the job of being a minister and deciding these things, but then I'm not paid a minister's salary and I'm not surrounded by ministerial advisors. Mm. But they haven't looked at the bigger picture, have they? No. Whoever came up with this algorithm, it wasn't researched enough, tested enough, was it? And I know there's been a global pandemic, but...
Has your TV just come on? My TV just came on of its own accord. That's a bit spooky. That was a bit stranger. And it's doing it again. What are you watching? What came on? Is it the news? Yeah. And I'm nowhere near the remote. There's no reason why it should come on. <laughs> Maybe that's our cue. Yeah. That's, um, that's telling us something. It's okay. it's good off. Yeah. yeah. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, very serious this morning, but you know. Um, <sighs> well, it's good to, good to talk these things over sometimes, isn't it? And just, you yeah. know, here it goes again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that. Right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. Um, it's always good to have your uh, virtual company. And, um, have a good day, man. Good to see you, John. Nice to meet you again. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Good Guys, John and Danny. Have a great day.